Aristotle once said, in every act of doing, we are becoming. Every day, all of us make choices that shape and form us into the people that we are and the people that we are becoming. I'm your producer, Michael Moffat, and I want to welcome you to the Arete Way, a podcast dedicated to helping you become excellent in all that you do. Our hosts today are Walter and Stacy Nussbaum. Welcome to the Arete Way. I'm Walter Nussbaum. I'm with my beautiful wife, Stacy Nussbaum. Good morning. And good morning, Stacy. This is our very first podcast. We have been wanting to do this for quite some time. And uh, gosh, back in November, we were doing some planning for this year. We do that every year. And one of the things we both uh, talked about was a podcast. And here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Who would have ever guessed that we would be doing a podcast uh, amidst a worldwide epidemic? Crazy. Isn't that nuts? But uh, I don't think that's a reason not to do it. In fact, if anything, this is probably a great time to launch this podcast, don't you think? It's the perfect time to do it. The square is nice and quiet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we office here on the square. We just got in here, what, in January? January. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. And, and it's always hustling and bustling right here, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's kind of odd, but it's perfect time to film. It is. It is. So we're calling this the Arete Way. Um, and I know you've heard me talk about Arete. You've talked about Arete in some of your presentations. Uh, let's tell everybody kind of what, what does Arete mean? What is it all about? So Arete is the Greek word for excellence. Yeah, that's right. It's the Greek word for excellence. Um, and it was a word that was used for anybody who kind of approached, um, mastering a craft. And so mm -hmm. we really feel strongly. We try to live our lives this way as best we can. Um, uh, moving from mediocrity to excellence in everything that we do, um, very imperfectly a lot of times, right? Mm -hmm. But we, that's what mm -hmm. we try to do. And uh, we created an, an image. We have this amazing graphic designer, uh, Alexander. Alexander's awesome. And so he is awesome. Yeah. And if he's out there, shout out to Alexander. He's going to be listening to this. And uh, Alexander, um, he designed our kind of graphic uh, picture. It's a mountain mm -hmm. with a guy at the top. And the reason we chose a mountain is because a lot of people will get to the middle of the mountain and stop, right? Mm -hmm. And, and what did we say? What is that? Why do we choose that image? Uh, we like the mountain because it represents um, the journey. We're all on a journey and uh, we all have goals that we're striving towards. And um, mediocrity, unfortunately, tends to be uh, something that we gravitate towards because it's, it feels good enough. And so oftentimes we stop before we really reach our goals because... Maybe they're too hard. There's too many obstacles in the way. So then we end up settling mm. and we tell ourselves that, you know, I did a good enough job or I, I did, I did well enough. So I think I'll stop here. So we're trying to encourage people to push past that. Mm, that's right. In fact, there's a word uh, that we've talked about quite a bit uh, when we go out and do presentations and talks. And uh, there's a word in Latin. It literally means middle of the mountain. Mediocre. Mediocre. Sounds like such a bad <laughs> word, you know. I know every time I hear somebody say that, you know, that's a mediocre job, I used to always think, oh, what a, what a bad word. But it's not a bad word. It just means average, right? It means mm -hmm. middle mm -hmm. of the mountain. So there's some people who look at a mountain, they may look at the top of the mountain and say, man, I want to get to the top, and they don't even start the climb, right? Mm -hmm. We've met people like that, mm -hmm. right? Maybe they're, they, they want to get healthy. They always talk about wanting to get healthy, but they never even start. Right. Right. Uh, there's people who say they want to become bigger readers, but they never even really start reading. Mm -hmm. Isn't that true? 
Yes. Yeah, and, and those people mm -hmm. are, um, for whatever reason, they just, maybe it's, the old word was slothful. They just are too lazy, they're unmotivated, they're uninspired. But the person who begins the process and gets to the middle of the mountain, right? that's the person who says at that point, this is good enough. Mm -hmm. And it's mediocre, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think it comes down to, it's not even a competition but between other people. It's really just setting the bar higher for yourself and, and doing everything that you can to reach your own potential. Um, I think that's what it comes down to is, am I doing the best that I can do? And oftentimes, you know, we, we don't do that for whatever reason. Maybe it's fear um, of failure, um, just taking that first step. Yeah, I think uh, that distinction you just made is absolutely crucial to what we're talking about because it's not about uh, becoming an elite person. It's no. not becoming the best out of everybody. It's about becoming the best that you can be mm -hmm. as an individual. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's millions of podcasts out there. You know, you and I have talked about this. Like, why are we going to do a podcast? You know, there's so much great stuff out there. There's amazing podcasts. We love to listen to podcasts together. But we really talked about it just with our life experience, what we've been through. We felt like we have something to contribute. Mm -hmm. uh, it may not be the biggest podcast in the world, but we have something to contribute. I know you do because I so admire so much about you and so much of what you've overcome in life. And you and I have both gone through our own sets of failures and setbacks in life mm -hmm. and have had to Absolutely. rebuild in many ways, right? Yeah, and it doesn't mean that we've conquered this. I mean, certainly it's something that we have to strive for in every era of our life every day. And we're still, you know, trying to advance the ball there. Um, but it is a mindset that we are trying to grasp, I think, and gravitate towards and encourage others to move towards. And so it's just... It's part of our journey as well, and uh, we've had some successes, and we've had many failures, and we're, you know, forging on. Forging on. Well, and the fact that uh, the words you used was mindset, it, it is a mindset. You know, if you had told me 30 years ago, if somebody said, hey, Walter, someday there's going to be this thing called a podcast, and you're going to be uh, doing a podcast on pursuing excellence, and you're going to be traveling around the country and the world mm. and speaking, and I would have said you're out of your mind because my life was marked tragically uh, all the way up, up until about my senior year in college. Uh, you know, because you knew me back then. My, my life was marked predominantly by mediocrity. You know, I, I can remember by the, between the ages of 15 and 22, I was fired from five jobs. <laughs> I got fired from Brooks Fashions, a women's clothing store. I was the stock boy. They fired me because I was always out of the stock room talking to all the girls. And they finally just had to let me go. I got fired from uh, 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 managing tennis courts because I kept leaving the lights on all night long. I got fired from a driving range because I left the lights on all night on the driving range. Uh, I got fired from Domino's Pizza. I mean, who gets fired from Domino's Pizza, right? So You've come I, a long way, baby. <laughs> I've come a long way <laughs> and a lot farther to go. Um, but even in school, I mean, I graduated in the bottom half of my class. Hard to believe. Yeah. And then college, gosh, yeah. I graduated with a, a 2.3 GPA in college. And now there's a lot of people who are saying, why am I watching this guy for on podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but the point is I, I went through mediocrity, yeah. but And I've finally, got to have a fr front row seat, in it, seat to that. You have had a front row seat, yeah. So it's been neat to see um, just, yeah, who you've become and who you've evolved to be. And yeah, it's been a great it's, it's been a mindset change, really. 
Yeah, but but I'm really uh, what I love about you, Stacy, is um, and I, and Stacy, I know you don't like to talk about yourself a whole lot, but one of the things I love about you is how you do things that you really emotionally um, don't want to do. Like you can sometimes feel a lot of fear and panic about certain things, but you still do them. Yeah, if you had told me that I was going to do a podcast, maybe three or four years ago, I would have said, heck no, <laughs> I won't be doing that. Yeah. And here I am. You're not much of a public person. You My don't... husband is very persuasive. Let's just yeah. say that. <laughs> I can remember the first time that you had the opportunity to do some training for a Fortune 100 company. And we're not talking about, hey, would you do a 30-minute or a one-hour presentation? Right? How long was the presentation? Uh, eight hours. Eight, eight hours. <laughs> it was a long eight hours. Yeah, and you're in a room with about 40 type A driven people at this uh, big four accounting firm, and you've got to keep their attention all day long, right? Yeah. And do you, do you remember how you felt coming up on that day? Oh, yeah. I was I was uh, up all night having just anxiety and fear of, and just thoughts of what in the world have I gotten myself into? And uh, even thoughts of, I'm, I'm, I don't think I can do this. I'm going to have to bail. But, you know, I had people counting on me, and, and uh, I had to do it. And so um, it was one of the most terrifying things I've, I've ever walked into. And yet I got up on stage, and, and I did it. And I, did. and I did it successfully and had some great reviews. And uh, at the end of the day, I felt... Like, wow, I, I did this one of the most scary things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And uh, I think I can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I remember walking in, too. Remember, at the end of the day, I came in there just to kind of see how things went. And there was like a line of people just saying how much they loved the class and how amazing it was and how great you did. And then you got these great reviews. Uh, and then the next time you did it, right, the next time you had yeah. the, an opportunity, how would it go? It went great. And it doesn't mean that I wasn't still nervous and I had some fear, uh, but I knew that I'd done it before. And so it kind of fortified my my courage. And uh, and it was, it was a real learning experience, uh, just having to go through that and realizing you just have to do the thing. Just mm. do the thing that you think that you can't. And then you'll see that you're actually able to do way more than you give yourself credit. And so it was, it was a real kind of a turning point for me to realize I found the courage and I'm going to find the courage again. And we all know that lives, life gives us challenges and obstacles along the way, um, no matter what it is. And so when you go through those experiences and you find that you had success in something that you didn't imagine that you could, it, you know, it, it builds your faith. It builds your courage to do the next hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's very well said. It reminds me of a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. You've heard me say this before, but it's a great quote by Aristotle. And he says, in every act of doing, we are becoming, mm -hmm. right? In every act of doing, we're becoming. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that quote because that means that anytime I avoid the hard thing, mm -hmm. then I become more of the kind of person who takes on cowardice over courage. Mm -hmm. And so when you do the thing, like you said, mm -hmm. you become more of the kind of person who's willing to confront the hard things in order to achieve excellence, right? Right. And that has been a truth that has really been a hallmark of how you've tried to live your life. Uh, yeah. And I've tried to live my life imperfectly, but that's what we're trying to do. It's a powerful mindset. And it brings to mind uh, a mentor of mine and a dear friend of ours um, is in a similar business. And he said to me before I went on stage that first time, he said, just take the focus off yourself. Take the focus off yourself 
and focus on the people that are before you and you'll be amazed at the transformation that will occur in your mindset. And, you know, I really believe that. I think if we can take the focus off of all of our fears and everything that could go wrong and focus on what am I here to contribute, you know, it kind of allows you to step outside of your fear and, and do the hard thing. Yeah. Was that Katie? Uh, it was actually Darren. Darren. Oh, yeah, Darren. Uh, shout out to Darren Martin, uh, my uh, great, great friend and co-author of my second book, The Sink, with, with him. He was always full of belief and inspiration, mm -hmm. and he knew what you were capable yeah. of doing. Uh, Katie also, Katie Hanna, who's been a great mentor absolutely. to you. Yeah, I've you learned a lot from, uh, from both of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And they both had the same mindset, man. You just have to just do the thing and believe in mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which leads me again, and again, not to embarrass you, because I know you don't really like to talk about yourself <laughs> a lot, but one of the things that's been really um, a remarkable feat that you've achieved was um, your Ironman competition. You know, you said to me one day, you said, Walter, what do you think about me doing a full distance Ironman and training for that? You love the sport of triathlon. You had done a lot of sprint distances and some Olympic distances. And you said, man, I'd like to do a full distance Ironman competition. And I remember thinking, wow, really? <laughs> and are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> are you crazy? Because, yeah. you know, I'd never done that, but I knew the, the dedication that was going to be required for that. And there was one particular day that stood out to me in your training. And I know you know the day I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, it was an incredibly hard day for you. And you called me literally in tears. Like you were crying on the phone saying, I can't do it. I can't do it. To, to, to talk about that. Talk about that day and that moment for just a minute. Yeah, this was um, about halfway through my training. It was the middle of the summer and it was, gosh, probably 96, 97, 98 degrees outside. And I had done a, a long swim with a group and I uh, had done a 70 mile bike and it was just kind of a tough bike day. It was windy, hot. And I came off the bike and I had an eight mile run to do. And I remember um, feeling completely de depleted, like I was bonking. And um, I went and sat under a covered little picnic table and I called Walt and I just, I was, I was tearful and just said, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't think I can run. And if I can't do this, how am I ever going to complete the full distance? And so I was, in, I was very discouraged. And, and so Walt said to me, um, baby, just, you don't have to do me. this. Walt, Walt is yeah, me. Yeah, I said yeah. it, yes. <laughs> you said, come home <laughs> and uh, you don't have to do this. It's okay. Give yourself a break. Yeah, what a horrible coach. <laughs> Unbelievable. Here you are. And I'm like, honey, just come home. Let's go to lunch. It's okay. So we hung up and I didn't really tell him what my game plan was, but I sat there for a few minutes and I poured some cold water over my head and uh, I laced up my shoes and I, and I went out on the road and Somehow I finished that eight mile run and it was tough, but I needed to do it because I knew in my head and my heart, if I couldn't do that and I couldn't push through that psychologically, that my own mind would be the biggest barrier to mm -hmm. me con continuing my training and then getting to the finish line at the race. So, um, yeah, I did it. And <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and, it and it was good because it allowed me to push forward. Yeah, I remember uh, I'm waiting at home to go to lunch and I'm waiting for like two hours. I'm like, where is she? <laughs> I thought you were just having such a tough day that I, I didn't know what you were doing. I had no idea that you actually decided to finish your run. And when you came home and actually you called me in the car and you told me that you finished the run, that was the day I knew that you were going to finish your Ironman distance uh, competition. 
because that day was so hard for you. Yeah. And I knew that if you could overcome that day, that you could overcome any future obstacle in your training. Yeah, it was a pivotal point for sure. And it didn't mean that I didn't still feel afraid that how am I going to do this? Um, but really, I just kept doing the next thing. I kept doing the next day of training and the next day and the next day. And I just kept my mm. eyes on my eyes on the goal that I had for myself. But really, I had to keep my mindset and just getting through the next training day. And, uh, and it took me to the finish line. And it was truly one of the most memorable events of my life yeah. and uh well and you're such a modest person uh i'm i'm the one who, who always says this but uh what is even more amazing is that in your division you you placed second in your division uh in that competition which surprised you and it may not have been yes. your you always <laughs> say it wasn't the, the the largest race in the country you know, and it doesn't matter the fact that you competed you finished you were strong i, I was there coming through at night everyone's there your family your friends I even had them play uh, Eye of the Tiger as you're coming through the finish line, remember? That was the sweetest moment. That was the sweetest yeah, moment. And you thought, was. man, nothing, nothing outside of the bearing of your children could be as good as that moment to do that. It was a special moment yeah. indeed. But then to, to realize that, wow, you placed second in your division in mm -hmm. that. I, know I was that just happy to finish. You were just finished and happy to finish. But here's the deal. I mean, you have a hero in the triathlon world, right? And what's, who is that? Miranda Carfrey. Yeah, this is a woman yeah. who, how old is she? I think she's about 38. She has a little girl that's three, and, and she's in the top of the of the field yeah, uh, in just, triathlon and, and women's events. And, and she even <laughs> has has uh, beaten some of the, 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 the great male athletes as well. So, yeah, she's, yeah. she's a real hero of mine. You have talked about her so many times, and yet if you compared yourself to her in the sport of triathlon, there's no comparison. No. She is no. an elite athlete who has achieved arete within her capacity. But here's what we're talking about. Arete, for you, is your ability to maximize your capacity and to complete uh, an Ironman distance race and to do as well as you did. So even though she is on a whole nother level of a professional athlete, you and her both have achieved Arete in that sport because Arete is relative to the individual's capacity and capability. Yeah. And that's the point that we're making here that everybody who's listening to this podcast, whatever, wherever they are, whoever they are, it's about doing the best that, that, that they, can, they do. can do. Right. It's not about setting some standard that only 1% or 2% of the world can achieve. And you know, you, you too can be that person. That's not true. It's being the best that you're capable of being. And that's really her mindset too, which is why she is such an inspiration to me. Um, she's obviously a very talented elite athlete, but you know, her main goal is not to always be the winner, but it is to do the very best that she can do. And, uh, she's a three time Ironman world champion. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in 2014, she actually was at Kona and she, um, did the swim, did the bike, came out of the, uh, off the bike, um, to do her run. And she was 14 minutes behind, mm. which to catch up after being 14 minutes behind has only been done one time by a male, and it, he was behind 13 minutes. But her strength is her running, and she knew that. And so she knew that she had to run a six-minute mile pace for a marathon after the swim and the bike in order to to uh, to hold her title because she had won the year before. And uh, she passed seven women, and she ran a 250 marathon uh, to win the race. And, and she talks about it and she said, she just, you know, it was all about the mental resilience and she really just honed in on, 
on her mental strength. It wasn't even about, um, you know, her abilities, although she's a really strong runner, but she could have given up and said, there's no way I can catch up. But she chose to, you know, just pull up her bootstraps and, and I think and if you deep. were to look into her mind in that time, the mindset, she knew what she was capable of. Yeah. And she made the decision that I'm going to just take it stride by stride and do what I'm capable mm-hmm. of doing. Let the chips fall how they fall, but she knew that she could pull it out. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing about the Arate way, right? Uh, uh, the way of excellence in life is it requires a decision. And the decision is that I want to strive to be the best that I can be, just like you did. Mm-hmm. You know, and it takes a while sometimes for people to get there. You know, look, look at, uh, you know, Whitney, right? Whitney is, your, you know, your oldest daughter, right? She's awesome. And uh, did Whitney, she's doing amazing right now. Did Whitney struggle before she got to, to where she is today? She did. She uh, she struggled when she started college and just didn't really have a real clear sense of her direction and what she wanted to do. And so she struggled and uh, she ended up uh, quitting school for a while and did not do well for several semesters in a row. And, and it got to the point where we said, you know, sweetie, I don't think we're going to be able to pay for your school anymore. Um, you're on your own. And so she took some time off and and figured some things out for herself. And she came back to us and she said, I'd like another chance. I'm ready. I'm ready to be serious. And would you would you guys consider supporting me? And so uh, we decided, yeah, let's let's give it a shot. And Whitney is about to graduate at the top of her class uh, from one of the hardest programs that you can, um, you know, that you can complete. And uh, she's doing the nursing program and she is graduating this May. And uh, just got a position as an ex- a nurse extern and working hard, and um, I couldn't be more proud of her. And she, proud, it's yeah. it's because she she made a decision. I'm I'm going to do this, and and she lacked a lot of courage initially because she didn't necessarily believe in her ability to succeed because she had experienced so much failure. Um, but she found some determination, and she just kept taking the next step, and. Um, and now she has, um, she's proven to herself that I do have what it takes to do this. Right. She just had to make that, that choice to um, make that a real priority in her life. And so I just remember when Whitney uh, told us about that first A she made on her test when she was yeah. in school. And just, you could see for just a moment, she began to recognize mm-hmm. the capacity in her. Mm-hmm. And as, as, yeah. as one test after another came her way, and she continued to she, put the work in right. and to do the thing. And she grew in her confidence, she and she started confidence. building the blocks um, to, to uh, you know, succeed. And uh, she made the dean's list. And so it's, it's so exciting to see uh, that she's done something that she truly didn't believe that she was capable of. And we knew mm-hmm. she was. I always knew that she was. But now she knows it, and that's what's so beautiful about it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just put some application on this now. You know, we've kind of talked about what this podcast really is going to be focusing on, this idea of pursuing excellence. It's a mindset. It's a decision you have to make of finding out what is your capacity, right, in every area of life and choosing to not live a life of mediocrity. You know, there's a lot of people that living the life of good enough uh, to them, that's acceptable. But one of the things Aristotle talks about is that when you kind of live that life, there's a word in Greek for that. It's a word called akrasia. And akrasia is a word that means self-indulgent or a lack of self-control. And it's the person who lets their body and their emotions rule them. 
Uh, because if they don't feel like getting up in the morning, what do they do? Stay in bed. <laughs> Stay in bed. Yeah. If they don't feel like studying, what do they do? Yeah, they watch Netflix. <laughs> they watch Netflix. <laughs> if they're upset with somebody uh, or somebody's hurt their feelings, rather than going and having the courage to talk to them and address it, what do they do? Keep it to themselves Keep it because to themselves. they're too afraid to have the conflict. That's yeah. right. Or they just avoid it. And so yeah. these are all aspects of people who live that lower path of acrosia. And acrosia, that path always leads to regrets in the yeah. long run. And we're given this one life. And we're given a certain number of years. And for the people who choose to get on the erite path, the way of excellence, mm -hmm. there, is a, there is a set of rewards that comes with that in the long run. Mm -hmm. And that's true in so many areas of life. You know, take, take a person, let's say professionally speaking. If a person is aspirational and really wants to do, they be, do the best they can professionally, what are some of the things that they're gonna have to be willing to do in order to achieve that level of excellence to give themselves the best chance possible professionally? I think they have to have a real growth mindset. They have to be willing to to learn and to grow and to um, increase their knowledge and do whatever they can to learn about that particular area that they're mm -hmm. taking interest in. They have to be proactive, I think is, is the key. And, um, you know, we've all gone through seasons where we don't feel like doing that. And um, even recently I went through a season where I really just wanted to stay in bed and um, I kind of made myself get out of bed and not watch Netflix all day. And not because if I did that, it would be such a horrible thing, um, but because I knew that it was um, leading me towards the path that I wanted to get to, which was a better place mentally and emotionally. Right. Yeah. M many people don't know, but, you know, you went through a tragedy. You went through the loss of your mother and uh, very, you were very heavy hearted. It was really difficult uh, for you in so many ways. And yet I got to watch you every morning get out of bed and do the thing you, you would, you would you would go ahead and t tackle your day. As hard as it was, you would do that because this mindset has become such a part of who you are now. Whereas a lot of times it's just easy just to stay, to stay in bed. But for a person in the professional life, you're right. This is something where they have this growth mindset that you talked about, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Carol Dweck yes. writes about that in her book, Mindset. And it's this idea that I'm gonna continue to challenge myself to learn through failure to put in the effort to grow, mm -hmm. not play it safe. And, and that means I'm going to be watching educational videos. Um, you know, you're, you're also a nurse mm -hmm. and you're going back into the hospital setting here in the next couple of weeks. And, and I've watched you, you know, what are you, what are you doing in preparation? You're not just waiting to show up to just to get, to get your skills back when you get there. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm just reviewing and going back and studying some of the things that I've learned, you know, along the way um, in my practice and through school and just trying to give myself the best preparation so that when I do hit the floor in a couple of weeks that um, I make it easier on myself and better for my patients and my coworkers. And so just giving myself every advantage, I guess, that I can so that I can be as prepared as possible. Um, yeah. For me, you know, that's, that's important. Look, it'd be so easy just to show up to work and just say, okay, here I am. And let me start kind of working on my skills now, but you're not, but I'm, I'm watching, you're watching videos and you're watching, you know, you're, you're, you're reading and you're reviewing, getting to make yourself, mm -hmm. uh, to give yourself the best chance possible to be successful when you get there. Mm -hmm.
And that's what people have to do professionally is they have to ask themselves, like, if I want to achieve excellence, what am I doing that most others are not doing? What am I reading? What am I watching? Who am I talking to? Uh, what kinds of questions am I asking people? Those are the things that you have to do professionally. You know, if you want to become really great as a leader, right, I think another example would be you have to be great at communication. Isn't that true? Absolutely. You've got to be a great question asker. You've got to be a great listener. Right. And you and I both know that the people that we enjoy the most when we spend time with them, what do they do that we really love? All of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're curious. They take interest. Uh, they're, the, they're the kind of people that you want to learn from and you want to follow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person who's curious is the person who listens. They ask great questions. They genuinely want to know what you think about and why you think what you think. And they self-disclose, and then they share what they think. And it makes for this wonderful dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, and we love to be around people like that. And here's the deal. I mean, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now, working with organizations and leaders. And the people that I've found to be some of the most successful people, their skills with people are, are, are noticeably better because people just like to be around them mm-hmm. because they've learned to become excellent mm-hmm. at how they manage people. Wouldn't you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, whether it's professional life, whether it's your interpersonal skills and communication, what about health and fitness? I and mean, we're going to be doing some podcasts talking about health and mm-hmm. fitness and these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does the pursuit of excellence you know, look like as a sketch in health and fitness? Uh, I think doing what you can to improve your physical well-being, whether that be through eating better or exercising, um, you know, getting out there and and doing what you can. That looks different for everyone. I don't think it's necessarily a recipe, but it's pushing yourself out of your comfort zone when it comes to health and wellness. And, um, you know, old habits are hard to break, but once you break them, it becomes easier. And I think just surrounding yourself with like-minded people, you know, we have a community that is very like-minded um, that has really encouraged us to, you know, to pursue that in our, in our life. And, uh, and it's paid off. That's a great, that's a great addition. The community that you're around mm-hmm. uh, will be a great support for you. And again, look, it's not about going on Instagram and looking at these like perfectly chiseled physiques and saying mm-hmm. that's Arete. Arete is, is relative to each individual. For somebody, it might simply be, I'm, I'm going to reduce certain foods. And I'm going to slowly, over time, transform my health. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lower my cholesterol. I'm going to improve my blood pressure. I'm going to push myself a little bit. I'm going to walk. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to walk every night for a mile or two miles before I go to bed. Or I'm going to get up early in the morning. It's relative to each individual, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. And, and so we want to encourage everyone in that to know that it, it's, it's, to, it's to be uh, kind to yourself. Don't put such a burden on yourself that you think, oh, I could never achieve Arete. That's for this 1% out there that I will never be. Therefore, I may as well just strive to be good enough. That's the myth of why I think a lot of people will not choose um, the pursuit of excellence for themselves. I think the hardest part um, for all of us is just um, the action step. Mm. You know, it's just... You have the desire, you have the goal, and but taking the action and sticking with the action is the hard part. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's uh, why we're excited about this. We're excited about the Arite way. Um, this is a podcast that I think a lot of people 
will benefit from. And uh, hopefully you and I will share some life experience. We've got some great guests mm, we that we've already lined up. Super that we're gonna excited have. about Super that. excited. And just to learn from them and their life experience. Mm -hmm. And just we want to just be a voice of hope, a voice of encouragement, and a voice of honesty. You, know, you and I have not done it perfectly by any means. And we just want to uh, share about our life, about the lives of people that we know, mm -hmm. and just really help people succeed, especially right now. Mm -hmm. Because right now we are suffering as a world, uh, as a country, and, and we need as many people to give us belief and hope as possible. Yes, it is. And this is the perfect time really to kind of tweak your, your whole perspective. Um, our producer, Michael, Michael and I were talking stud. this morning and he was uh, just commenting on how this really has kind of um, brought into perspective kind of the things that matter and just getting outside and how you kind of take that for granted. And now getting outside seems to be just a real privilege. And, uh, you know, even though there's a lot of uncertainty, um, it really is kind of a, a, a neat time to spend the time being introspective and spend the time changing some habits while you have the time to do it. it. It's, you know, there's a gift in it. I really believe that in spite of just the hardship that a lot of people are facing. And, and uh, so take advantage of the time. Absolutely. Well, and look, this podcast is part of our pursuit of excellence. Uh, I mean, you got Michael's name from a mutual friend and we mm -hmm. called him and Michael was graciously available. All right. Thank you, Michael, way over there. <laughs> and, um, you know, look, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not cheap, right? We're investing in this. And the reason we're investing in it is because we want to pursue excellence in our lives and help others to do the same thing. And that's the Arite way. It's helping people move from mediocrity to excellence. So we want to thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, we're going to be doing these a couple times a month, and I uh, hope you guys will get a lot out of this and spread the word and help people to know about this as a resource. And uh, we will see you guys in a couple weeks at our next episode.